0: We're live. Hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Lunchtime Chats. Uh, We'll give everybody a moment to get on board. Good to see you guys. Uh, For those of you who are new, my name is Christina, and I am a consciousness acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us, star seeds, way showers, new paradigm visionaries. We have capacities, we have abilities that are not necessarily embraced by our larger human family. And therefore, we have very unique perspectives to the changes, this time of chaos that we are collectively facing. So, I am here to give, to the best of my ability, a liberated perspective to these pieces. And uh, it is my hope that you guys, uh, you know, as we converse and as I share these different pieces that you feel more liberated inside of yourself, you feel more confident and um, secure in your own personal sovereignty. Uh, These times are extremely challenging for on many levels, depending on where you are in the world. So um, if there's anything that uh, you really feel like you want to put forward or you want me to talk about, feel free to put it in the chats. And if you listen to the recording and you want us to you want to chime in with um, additional things to talk about, you know, uh, we do check the comments and uh, we'll talk about it in another edition of our lunchtime chats. So welcome. 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 Hello, dear sister, Jackie. Good to see you from Guatemala. Hi, Tony. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Beverly. Good to see you guys. So nice to have my dear sisters here. Um, So, you know, I woke up this morning and it was pretty, pretty interesting. It was very different feeling than I usually have when I wake up and I kind of went into, um, you know, just kind of like a personal healing routine almost immediately um, because of the way things felt when I woke up this morning. And uh, I'm realizing now as I have processed and a dear sister starshine helped me process, um, you know, what's going on. And and you guys let me know if you've ever had this feeling. And this is either a feeling of apathy, like just blankness, a feeling of um, having no creativity having no imagination, having no curiosity, just being, you know, kind of blah. And this is a, not a normal state. So I was, I was kind of like, what the heck is going on? <clears throat> so as I was doing my uh, morning self care stuff, uh, it just, I, it, it was bothering me. I don't, I don't, I'm not normally like this <laughs> and uh, what I realized as I was diving deeper, 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 and having these feelings you know, having these discovering feelings that were there, but for some reason I wasn't having, right? As I went deeper and started having that, I started getting struck with extreme grief, extreme sadness, um, fear, um, you know, all these different layers. And I'm like, where's this coming from? Why is this so strong and so intense? And then I realized, you know, we've been going as a collective and personally, we've been going through a lot of deep personal work um, around the the um, the equinox and these eclipse cycles. Right. You know, and we talked about you guys probably um, if you guys haven't had a chance to tune into Ray Ellen Sievert and her talk about um, these astrological things going on. um, I I encourage you guys to check out that video on our channel. Um, You know, this is this is a long game that we're on. You know the awakening of the awakening of humanity, the awakening of each of us personally. It's a long game. It's a marathon of awakening, and it is a long play of many cycles compounding each other to the point to push us through. When I say push us through, I'm talking about put you know for that uh, birthing into the frequencies of what the new paradigm is all about. Paradigm is talking about rules of engagement, rules of reality. It's so we are, when we say we're going from one paradigm to another, we might take for granted, you know, what does paradigm actually mean? It's talking about all the rules of the game, all of the ways things interplay, all of the governing um, forces of actions and living our lives life force energy is shifting from one energy pattern into another energy pattern, okay? And what's really interesting is that it's going from the Piscean Age, which is the water um, fish, uh, and that is connecting us into a very deep, ancient um, connection going into Aquarius, which is the water bearer that which is holding the water and pouring the water you see what i mean so it's like we're going from being in the water you know does a fish know about what's out above the water right to being the actual creator vessel holder that is in charge of the water that that manages the water that that actuates the water in directions so it's like a graduation, so to speak, into our own sovereignty, into our own creatorship. So it's a long game. This is a cycle that has been unfolding for many thousands of years. And we're still going towards uh, uh, that pole star, Polaris, that is the initiation of the, enti- of the, the full uh, submersion into this new paradigm frequency couple hundred years away. It takes several thousand years to go from node to node. So it's a long game that we're in. So this equinox and this eclipse season is adding to an inertia that we've already started, that we've already been building. Now, maybe you, me, maybe we have more awareness and more purpose and um, you know, it was setting intentions and being more aware of stepping into this marathon of change with with purpose, with intent. That's the word intent. So, <clears throat> the eclipse stuff that was up, the the uh, equinox stuff that's up. This is we started the ball rolling, or we set the intent, planted the seed, so to speak, or maybe you brought the lightning bolt in. And now we go through the process of truly letting that clear out of our system. So it's like the intent, the lightning bolt, then it's the process of integration. It's the process of letting go and integrating this new consciousness. And this is a long game. Like I said, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So hitting things as hard as you possibly can, um, we have to remember that that if we, we may not be able to keep up up that kind of pace and really slowing down when we need to is really valuable because in the slowing down, we can really be with the body, be with the feelings. So it's interesting. I had this visual where I saw the old paradigm, the Piscean paradigm, as you know, I talk about nesting dolls all the time, was all these nesting dolls and these nesting dolls, pretty much have the rules of engagement. How we relate to source, how we relate to each other, how we relate between the sexes, how do we relate between uh, DNA dances, how do we relate to nature, the elemental realm, the, you know, the the star people, all these different nesting dolls put together to give us a particular matrix of reality to negotiate, to work with. and. With this eclipse and um, equinox cycle that just unfolded, because we're going towards the solstice now, the darkest time of the year, um, it's all about going within, and that's to support this process. And what I saw was is that these feelings about old stories, old stories from when I was a child, and you know, uh, different things with um, my relationship and my kids, and you know, there's all these these things that these old stories, these feelings that were there. And I realized that these feelings on a deep subconscious level are attached to this old matrix, you know, this old matrix of stuff. And as I was able to just make contact and hold space for, and have these feelings allow them to go, it was like this sticky stuff. I don't know if you guys remember, um, silly putty, you know, the really long silly putty that you can like that stretched and was sticky. It was like that. It was like the stickiness of these, this matrix of the old paradigm was actually pulling away from these parts of my subconscious and my emotional body and and so forth. And then as that was unstickifying, if that's the way to say it, you know, there's, there's refreshed energy of that new matrix of engagement of that paradigm that's coming in. Teachers that I've had in the past called it a global shamanic paradigm. Is what the Aquarian Age is all about, and, uh, and that might seem strange because a lot of people, you know, don't believe in energy, don't believe in the mystical, you know, all these things. And it's like, how can we have a global shamanic paradigm? And as I see these changes happening ecologically, um, geographically, you know, all these things, it's like. I can see it now, I can see how it is a global shamanic paradigm in the sense that humans are going to really need to buckle down and take care of their immediate Earth, of the Earth around them and the lands around them. And in order to do that, it requires developing a relationship with nature. And as you develop that relationship with nature, she begins to open to you open to us and then we can start working with the, the nature spirits, the nature devas and create miracles on this planet. Hello, dear sister. Ella. Good to see you, darling. <clears throat> um, so in that way, as a mechanism of survival, humanity's going in this direction. Because our leadership, I think we can all agree, where our leadership is now, as far as government leadership and so on forth, they're just like driving it all to the ground. They're working towards total fear-mongering, war-mongering, Armageddon. And that's gonna go on until enough people say enough, when there's a large enough collective that says enough, no more. Where do we have to get to as a collective for people to do that? Right. Usually, wars end because the warring parties run out of money. They run out of resources. And, um. And that that could be the case this time around too, or not. What does it mean to run out of resources? I just watched this very interesting clip with, um, I don't know if you guys know this guy's a, a British guy named Russell Brand interesting character. I usually find him. He's pretty, usually pretty annoying but for some reason I was able to <laughs> listen to this clip and he's revealing, you know, acting like it was a big reveal that, um, that, you know, the, the U S, uh, war manufacturer uh, weapons manufacturers are supplying the weapons for both sides of all sides of the war. And I'm like, I thought everybody knew that already. <laughs> I thought We were already all aware of that, but I guess, you know, we're not the collective is not. So there's a point in time where we say enough. And we can say enough not by fighting the system but by just withdrawing our energy, similarly to how I was describing that that matrix of the old paradigm attached to things inside certain thoughts and feelings about the past that I was holding on to and as we let go of that, that old paradigm stickiness fades away, and we are now able to focus our creativity, our imagination, our purpose in that other direction of that other energy. That's what it looks like. We just stop engaging, stop giving to it, You know, they talk about these financial collapses, you know, they're manufacturing these financial collapses and everybody feels powerless. Not everybody, but a lot of the collective feels powerless and they're going to start buying into it. And then they're going to start creating that because that's what they're focused on. That's where their emotional and energetic state is. Now in the previous chat, I talked about our thoughts and emotions, the actions we take based on different thoughts and emotions creates timelines. So if we are taking action based on thoughts thoughts and emotions that are anchored in this old paradigm, we're going to continue to recreate the old. But if we start tuning into other parts of us, you know, really letting go of the past, let the past be the past. Let those thoughts and feelings that we have about the past come up, have them, let them be known, and then let them continue to wash through you so you can really let go, now there's a different thought, there's a different feeling that you're taking action on. You're taking action on perhaps from inspiration. You're taking action on the um, excitement of realizing a, a dream or bringing beauty into the world. Bring beauty to your family, to your friends, to your beloveds. Okay. Taking action like that versus taking actions on feelings of obligation, feelings of heaviness, feelings of dot, dot, dot. Right. So. The more we let go of the past and start taking actions on thoughts and feelings that are true to our inspiration, our soul, we're going to accelerate this process of going into this new paradigm energy and letting go of the old paradigm energy. The warmongers, those greedy agendas, all that stuff, that's all old paradigm energy. And they're going to fight for it as hard as they possibly can. But this change of this new paradigm is starting, it's a revolution from the bottom up. It's not a revolution from the leadership down, it's a revolution from the bottom up. So the bottom is crumbling bit by bit, chunk by chunk, group by group, right? And the ones at top are so focused on the agenda of that, you know, that was shaped up by the old paradigm, they're not even gonna notice until the floor starts crumbling under them. And that's when that's when the realization is going to start to hit. And, you know, part of this old paradigm that we're shedding is betraying, making decisions that betray ourselves, putting loyalty to other above loyalty to our own spirit. And this is what we're, all this chaos and turmoil that we're experiencing, this is what the training ground is. It's not easy. There's a lot of pain, there's a lot of revisiting trauma, there's a lot of heartbreak, all these things. But these are all these are all living, breathing energies inside of us that are vestiges of the, that old paradigm. In order to release them from our system, from the quantum entanglement, so to speak, we need to let them come up and let go. Some things we really have to let ourselves feel and it's really great because we have these this dragon consciousness waking up too within us all, within the earth, within within our cosmic levels. And what that is doing is it's accelerating and making it easier, this process where we can let that larger aspect of self have these thoughts and feelings. So we quite literally don't feel alone in them and in the witnessing of these experiences of these traumas, these tragedies, these heartbreaks, all this stuff, it lifts it very quickly and gets replaced with this uplifted feeling. So these nesting dolls of the old paradigm, how we got so wrapped up in these loops is that we would shut down in these in in certain experiences, and therefore the soul would never get to have the experience. And then we would be looping over and over and over again because of these constructs in the Akasha and the same experience. And it would just further keep us deeper in a loop because then we start coming to conclusions. We start making, you know what I mean? We start doing all these uh, disempowerment things that betray ourselves because of this external engagement. And then there's this feeling of a prison planet drama. Now that's a experience that has been created. It's not the deeper truth, definitely not. But when you're looping, looping, looping over and over again, and never truly giving self the experience that it's looking for, you know, that's, that's, that's how it keeps going. So these dragon levels waking up inside of us is a massive gift if we can let go of our our ego driver enough to let these larger aspects of us be witness with these pains that that's coming up from deep inside of our body. Our bio suits are exquisite interdimensional apparatus. (laughs) You know, it's an amazing vehicle and there's it's never going to lie to you. Now there's some narratives and belief systems, especially from the allopathic world that, you know, our body works against us, you know, but that's not true. Our body is telling us where there are things that need our attention. So as we wake up to larger aspects of ourselves, the intensity of these feelings don't go away. We just have them and then they move through and that we need to pace ourselves. We need to pace ourselves with the reality in mind that this is a marathon. We are building momentum, cycle upon cycle, upon cycle, upon cycle, upon cycle. We're building a momentum. And where that threshold is, when we are truly out of the old paradigm matrix and we are more immersed within the new paradigm, all depends on the individual the more individuals we have collectively having the experience of new paradigm frequencies the more that's going to snowball and carry the rest of us with it this is a collective experience and that is a gift that's not the hindrance i know in the past the um, a lot of empaths especially and intuitives you know kind of felt trapped confined and um, in pain in relationship to, to the collective, alienated from the collective because, you know, we have certain frequencies that we're really aware of and then the rest of the collective denies that it exists, you know, like that kind of thing. And it alienates us, or, you know, as an empath, we we think and feel, we have all these data sets, but then we're lied to about it, <laughs> you know, and it creates confusion. But um, that's those are all inversions of rever- and reversals of the truth. And the truth is thats that, is that when we are connected with others in a resonance, it's a healing thing. It's an uplifting thing. That's really how the true nature of humanity is meant to be. It's just the old paradigm, the way that matrix worked, it it inverted that reality and reversed it. So we had the opposite of that experience with our collective. Okay. And all of this is getting set straight more and more and more. Hey, Young Trick. All right. Young Trick has something to contribute. He says, "Um, I used to think that ego death was the only way. Now I know. Oh, there it is. Okay, I'm back. (laughs) My system went down. Hello guys. Okay, good. I'm glad you're we're back. Let me know. Let me know that we're back. It feels like I think we're back now. All right. So let me finish reading that sharing here. Okay, I'm just checking to make sure that. Okay, good, good, good. All right. Thank you, Casper Connections. So let me finish reading uh, what Young Trick was sharing. It says now I know it's best to be aware of and work with the ego, not to attempt to slay it. It's part of the human experience for me. Now that's a very, very interesting uh, piece that he's talking about because. Um, you know that is an old paradigm model that he's talking about. That it, you need to slay the ego, the, the, <laughs> the ego, the <laughs> ego, right? And uh, and actually, I'm with you. It's you know, it's really about temperance, tempering the ego to be in alignment with the spirit, with the truth of your spirit, and that way, it's something you know, you're working together aspects of you are working together versus making aspects of you the enemy okay and this is part of that movement from that old paradigm matrix nesting dollar matrix and going into the new it's a deeper sense of peace it's a deeper sense of harmony with self becoming the water bearer the sovereign being that is in charge of pouring of directing life force, energy, life flow in different directions. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. All right. Hey, cosmic connection. Good to see you, Jackie. We have uh, another Jackie here. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so what does this entail, uh, going from slaying the ego into working with the ego? Uh, and where my being goes is into compassion, patience, forgiveness. Okay. This, that ball, that black ball of all those different nesting dolls of the old paradigm controlled our perceptions and controlled our choices through shame, guilt, trauma. Okay. Um, trauma uh, based mind control, stuff like this. So that is a science that is extraterrestrial, but it's also, of course, human too, because we have our own CIA doing this kind of stuff. Um, that's a science because they understand there's a very clear understanding that you can turn the ego to work against the self. And we are unraveling that. we're We're now, with patience, temperance, compassion, forgiveness, we're now unraveling that opposition inside of ourselves so we can all be in the same direction like this. This is why so many of us feel conflicted inside and can't make decisions because some one part of us is in protection mode, you know, keep things in a certain way mode and the other part of us really wants liberated from all that and those two sides don't get along. So one of the um, techniques that I like to use working like this is going into a deep meditative state and start calling on these other pieces of me. So say I have a decision to make and I can't make the decision. Okay. Because I want this and I want that. And to make a decision, it's like, Oh, now I'm going to lose it on that. Make this decision. Now I'm going to lose it on that. Right. (laughs) So going into um, using breathing exercises or, um, or whatever to get focused and start settling into the body and start talking to the self, how do I feel? And without making anything wrong, it's all about observing, conjuring up the connection and then observing and watching. And a lot of times these conflicting pieces, they seem like they conflict, but they actually want the same thing. It's just going about how to get that same thing is what's in conflict. And this is where you bring compassion where you bring presence and uh, forgiveness if necessary and event. And and the idea is to bring those two parts that are in conflict to bring them together in an agreement that they are working together and no longer conflicting each other. This one's right. That one's right. This one, you know, you're wrong. I'm right. It's, It's resolving that polarity dance between us inside and this is reflected very clearly on the outside too. If you are um, wanting something in your life and then you have this whole list of reasons of why you can't have any of that, that whole list of reasons that you have is held in place by something inside of you. So it's, you got to talk to that part of you that really believes it has no power or really believes that it can't do this or can't do that. And you're not trying to, like I said, you're not trying to convince that part of you anything. It's giving that part of you a voice. It's giving that part of you witness. It's holding space for honoring that that part of you exists. And it exists for a reason. Okay. That's the other thing that really gets in the way is that we want to make parts of ourselves wrong and like force it to come on board. It's like, no, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. We can't force a plant to grow. All you can do is love and nurture that plant. And if it's going to grow, it'll grow. So we are learning how to step out of that uh, power, that power dynamic of do what I say. This is how it is. That's that old paradigm and going into the new paradigm. of we are all in this together. How do we come together? To, to unify in a direction that is mute that is beneficial to all. Okay. Uh, and the elemental realm is a part of this. The elemental realm, we have an elemental presence within us, our bio suits, but then we also have the elemental presence that is all around us, Mother Nature, and the elemental presence that is the star people. And it's all these are all allies. This is all creative life force energy that it's up to us to find the proper relationship with so we can work with that energy, work with the elemental realm to create, let's say, optimal health, work with the elemental realm to create beauty in your garden work with the elemental realm to bring endless abundance as far as sustenance and nurturing goes. Okay. Create miracles. And then we work with the elemental realm of the stars. All of it is about coming into right relationship with these forces so we can be proper water bearers, sovereign water bearers. So if we are in that paradigm of being an imprisoned planet, if we are in the paradigm of, you know, the world's going to end Armageddon games, if we're in the paradigm of of lack, if we're in that paradigm of victimhood, you know, those this is our work to do to change this relationship. Because as soon as we do, that new energy is ready to just take its place, the energy of that new paradigm. This is part of what our dear sister Starshine Raylan was talking about in the um, in the planetary encodement is that there are encodements coming to us from the cosmos through our sun encodements light codes organizing forces light codes are very powerful now and it's not a short game it's a long game so you can download light codes from decades ago and they don't really start to show themselves until now. It's like planting a garden. Things grow in the pace that they grow. And it really depends on the proper environment for it to grow. Uh, for example, you know, a, um, I believe it is a bamboo, a bamboo tree, one of the fastest growing trees in the world but it doesn't start growing till seven years after it's been rooted. So it roots for seven years. And then once it's ready to sprout upwards, it grows up to 15 inches a day. Okay. So there are encodements that work like this. They root for many, many years. And then when the energy is right, when the time is ready, that light code sprouts. And it is impacting your light body, the very map of your being, of how you unfold yourself within this reality. Okay, it starts to reinform your light body in a different way. And your light body starts changing and shifting, which means your reality and the kinds of pieces and purpose that you have for being here starts shifting and changing. So, your purpose for being born in this lifetime may have started off with one particular kind of trajectory. And then with these these light coats coming in and anchoring within your system, getting planted like seeds deep within your soil and starts growing, that purpose is going to change. It's going to shift. The very reason for you being here is going to grow and change. People might find this confusing but it's all as a river flows. As we move with the flow of things, things become more of an adventure. And it becomes exciting at the prospect of discovering a new layer, level, or direction of purpose. You see, it becomes exciting. It's no longer having to go through a big grieving period and a self-doubt period. And, you know, because you know, this is all stuff from the old paradigm. You know, if you can just accept and grow and, and go with it, let, you know, let your ego driver find adventure within the unknown, then we can shift out of this very quickly. And these new encodements will grow abundantly and strongly. I worked with a group of elders for many years in, uh, in South America in the Andes. <clears throat> And in 2006, there's a sacred ceremony that happens called Kuyoriti at their sacred mountain, which is um, Aguasangate, and they download, they download cosmic wisdom, cosmic knowledge during those ceremonies. They masticate it, they chew it up, they integrate it, and then they bring the teachings to their people and to the world at large. And that year, what happened was they, brought the encodements for an awakened human. Nine specific transmissions that can wake up any and every human. This was in 2006. And there was a lot of discussion about this because the idea was, that was talked about is that humanity is really asleep. There's a lot of trauma, there's a lot of damage they're not ready for this. We're not ready for this, you know, all this stuff and the the whole list of reasons of why not do it was spoken about. And then came the next voice, which is good. Let's start today. And that may be confusing. Like why list all this stuff out? And the reason why you list all this stuff out is so you see what's in front of you. There's nothing lurking behind you. There's nothing chasing you. There's nothing stalking you. It's all right in front of you. So when you make that decision with all of who you are, it's no surprise that those pieces are going to come forward for you that are on that list of why not. You see, and they did that and they called it the moon, key and, uh, and far and wide they, People from all over the world were there for that. For were there um, while I was there, and um, we did the transmissions. We did the prayers. Went to all the different temples. Did all those things, and made the agreement. Yes, we will proliferate these transmissions. And they're particularly potent because they are transmissions that are already embodied by a collective of human beings that are actively engaging and growing with these within these transmissions. Okay. Or with these transmissions so so that makes them very very powerful and there's they're still available today these transmissions now this piece that's, that um our dear sister ray is talking about is additional refined transmissions and one of the big pieces is reclaiming our star heritage reclaiming the memories of our soul's journey reclaiming the records of the star systems. I don't mean necessarily in an understanding kind of way, though that often does come with it. I mean this in a way where our subconscious is now open to the great web of life that's connecting all of the stars within us. Okay? The entire cosmos is inside of this body. You can travel to Andromeda through this biosuit. You can travel to Mars within this biosuit. You can travel to the superclusters of many different galactic collectives through this biosuit. And that's what these transmissions are doing. As our frequency comes right in the environment, these encodements activate, they grow through our system, and they completely reinform our light body. And this is why I'm so driven about the dream, working with dream time. Because this accelerates that process in a very beautiful, graceful way. And we can start to change the way we think, change the way we perceive in such a profound way, in a way that's liberating rather than traumatizing. All right. Uh, We have another comment here. Um, Dear Young Trick says, it's been a blessing to be alive in this body on this earth during this major paradigm shift. What an amazing experience just to be living it all. Indeed, indeed. And it's wonderful to really spend time and let this feeling be there because everything is as a river flows. So as it comes time for more transmissions, activations, encodements to grow we may not have this feeling while it's growing because it's challenging some deep pieces of who we think we are as we surrender and just allow the river to flow it makes the journey a lot easier if we want to kick and scream, yeah but yeah but yeah but which i think we all do on some level don't we <laughs> then that's where it becomes more painful And in my conversation this morning, I was, was talking with Dear Starshine that was um, helping me with my, my block here this, today. And uh, <clears throat> I remembered working I, I remember dear sister Almine. Alme is a, um, an immortal master, Toltec immortal master that is very was a Westerner. She was um, Dutch inheritance in heritage but was born in South Africa. And, um, it's quite a story of how she reconnected with her Toltec, um, priesthood, but, uh, she did. And she was way, 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 way ahead of her time. And I remember watching her. I remember judging her. I remember having all sorts of triggers. And when I started working with her in person, it just accelerated. super triggered. But then I would feel amazing. Then I would be super triggered. Then I would feel amazing. Then super triggered. Okay. And that's because, you know, she's dissolving structure. She's, she's really hitting on limits of the mask that I would wear. You know, we, we all have masks. We're all born with these masks. A lot of it starts off with our ancestry and then we build upon it, you know, and, uh, and I got to see how I re- reacted when things like that were getting challenged. But, but the comment I was making today about her was it was really amazing that she was so, so ahead of her time. And she was highly criticized by people because she was public with stuff. You know, she was highly criticized with by people who either thought it was impossible or didn't believe her or just wanted to make her wrong or whatever. And it didn't matter how intense the opposition was. It didn't matter You know the heartbreak, the cruelty, any of that. Nothing deterred her from full steam moving forward. You know, uh, energies would come for her to uh, write out. She she hand wrote. I think it was like 36, 30, 37. Many many books. She would hand write them all in in manuscripts, and then someone would type them up. And there's times where she would be up for days just writing, 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 but it's really a gold mine of what she did because she was able to write out the different languages of the different beings, the star systems, the elemental realms. And she was the first to introduce this, this relationship that we have with extraterrestrial ET star fairies you know fairy realm fae realm that comes from star systems elemental beings that come from many planetary and galactic realms i know i know i know so I, i'm saying this because it's it's a wonderful frequency to tune into because imagine if we all just full steamed ahead Regardless of the opposition, regardless of the the resi- resistance, okay? Imagine where we would be doing that, just full steam ahead no matter what on all cylinders. And she definitely got tempered because, like I said, there was times where she would go days and days and days without sleep days and days and days without food and water (laughs) you know she would just go and it didn't matter it didn't matter she felt tired she would go and she described it as the life force of the cosmos would just pour through her even though her ego driver of who she thought she was was exhausted or wanted a break or uh wanted to um wanted food or wanted this or that didn't matter she would just keep going with it and in that that's how she ended up reaching her Immortality, that depth, that surrender, into the life force as river flows. So I really, really, really love and appreciate uh, all that work that she did. Um, And I recognized it. And I guess I need to also appreciate that I was able to recognize it and go with it, even though how triggering it was. (laughs) And it didn't matter how triggered it was, none of it was taken personally. She didn't take any of it personally. She knew it was all my stuff and just let me have it. So that's what we could do. Let people have their stuff, let them have it. It's theirs, it's not ours. Unless we wanna make it ours for some reason, unless it's impacting us for some reason, keeping holding us back. So, There's another piece in here. Hold on a second. It's about the elemental realm. Okay. So our elemental realm has stories to share with us. And that could be fae. That could be fae. That could be fairy. That could be um, gnome or leprechaun or troll or Sasquatch. They have ancient, ancient stories to share with us. And as we allow these stories to be shared, whether we understand them or not, doesn't matter. The frequency of that is reconnecting us with our origins as star beings, as a cosmic force manifesting through this being that we call Pachamama, through the dream of the mother. We can even say that she quite literally dream us dreamt us into being here. Pachamama did. And of course we said yes, because the whole thing was exciting. (laughs) We were thrilled. So as we go from this old paradigm Series of nesting dolls matrix into the new we're being asked to own to be a sovereign creator in this dream what is it that we truly want to create from inside of us not what's dictated to us but what truly what beauty comes from within us okay and I imagine it being pretty scary sometimes but if we commit one foot and from the other, one step at a time, we fully get all of ourselves on board to make that one step. And then the next step and then the next step we become unstoppable because we're committed because we have the encodements alive inside of us. That's bringing this all into being comes into being we commit we say yes and we put one step in front of the other and as the opportunities present we take advantage of that opportunity we say yes to it and now we are taking this inside reality and making it so on the external and this is how we dream the world into being this is how we bring beauty this is how we take our reality back from the warmongers one of my dear teachers from all those years ago of working with the Kero. It's a wonderful quote. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe it wasn't actually his, but he's the one I heard say it first. So this is, I'll, I'll refer to him. His name is Alberto. And he would say, you know, dare to dream your own dream or be doomed to live out the collective nightmare. I love that quote. I love that saying because that's exactly where we're at as a collective on this planet. Yeah, you can continue down the Armageddon, the crash this, the lack that you can go down that if you want. That is the external reality telling you how to live or dare to dream and feed the encodements inside of you do something different bring beauty and the reason why we say bring beauty is because beauty invokes love Love is what we feel when we witness beauty. And this is why we focus on beauty, not just love. Focus on beauty. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Beauty is something that is an artistic creation. The narrative of that old paradigm has, in the past, kind of weaponized love it's made it very conditional. If you love somebody, now you're tied to them or they're tied to you or they owe you, or they have to show up like this in order to, for you to believe that you're really loved or you have to show up like this in order to earn love or you see what I mean? There's like a weaponization to the frequency of love in this old paradigm. And when we look at it as in an art form of creating beauty, You know, you are pleased by your own artistic creation that inspires your love. And now that you've created on the external, it's going to inspire those who inspires love from, and now there's a connection made. And of course that connection is made by those who truly appreciate the beauty. If they don't appreciate the beauty, then that they're not in your sphere. The bond has happened with those that also appreciate that beauty. And where I'm at here, it's very interesting. This is a a massive collection of expats from all around the world. And all of them have such a high priority of building community, in-person community. They know that that beauty and that connection with the heart is a very high value for life to be worth living. Um, there's a dear sister Starshine that shared a beautiful story with me. She came here um, in 21 during the height of uh, of the COVID mandates in in Holland, and she said she came here for vacation and she was and she never went back because when she came here. She was shocked because people smiled and she was welcomed with hugs and people were connected and coming together in person. It was like the COVID thing didn't even exist. So she decided to stay. And that story, believe it or not, has been repeated over and over and over again to me by different people who have decided to permanently locate here. So this is them creating beauty. And if you appreciate that beauty inspires love from you, the connection is made. If this concept idea is offensive and, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, uh about it, then that's over there somewhere. (laughs) You see what I mean? So it's like this that the birds of the feather come together, and uh, there's a there's a um, how do I say this? There's a comfort with it. There's also spear with it too because it's now starting your life over in a foreign country. But there's also a comfort with in the, with this idea that we're all in this together. We are all reinventing our lives and different, we're in different phases of re, reinventing our lives together. And there's a strong feeling of mutual support, which is not so common. So it is out here guys, people are manifesting their dreams. Manifesting is not the right word. I would say they're, they are birthing their dreams into this reality because it's a process. It's a birthing process. It comes from inside. And I'm going to close up by going back to this wording about the Aquarian age being the onset of a global shamanic paradigm. Because as we find ways to heal, as we find ways to raise our children, as we find ways to exist in such a manner that it's not offensive to our soul, this is how we wake up to the powers of the invisible world and how we can utilize those powers to create healing, to create upliftment, to create what we want to create. And long ago, the, um, another immortal master in Asia (laughs) said that pretty much, you know, the world is going to be saved by the mothers, the mothers of this planet. And that seems strange, but it's true because it's the mothers that are going to protect their children it's the true mothers that are going to find a way to make things work for their offspring, for their family. You know, it's up to the mothers and the mothers, of course, in order for them to stand strong as a fam as to guide the family and to nurture the kids, they need a strong father, a strong, masculine presence. And there are many, many humans that want to rise to that occasion as well. So, it might feel bleak sometimes. It might feel late, as you know, as what Young Trip is talking about sometimes. But know that everything is transient. Everything is as the river flows. So the ups, the downs, that's all part of the movement. That's a promising thing, that's a movement. So this perception of, oh, I'm here again, and then you tell yourself you're stuck. This is a lie that we tell ourselves. It's all in movement. Yes, I'm here again because there's some part of me yet to be seen. There's something inside of me yet to be revealed. And I'm so happy to be here again so I can have another opportunity to go even deeper. And then the river continues to flow. This is how we step into our magic. Hmm. I love the, fa- the fairy realm because there's a lot of song and dance within our ancient cultures that are very fairy-like. I'm reminded about um, my own ancestry with the Scots and the English and the Irish and, and the Russian. Um, there's a lot of deep mysteries woven in still to this day in those cultures It's all hidden in plain sight. And uh, I'm closing with this thought because we are going into the time of the ancestors. We are going into the time towards All Hallows' Eve, um, las las días muertas, you know, the the time of the dead. We are going into the season, and if we go into the season with the awareness of working with our ancestors, releasing, healing, forgiving, you know, bringing this in, then we are going to be poised perfectly for the solstice cycle for us to truly go within and dig deep inside of ourselves about ourselves, instead of continuing to toil with the unprocessed things of our ancestors. Okay. This is a great time to do ancestral work, to do death rites, to do any of these pieces that you that um, you know that we have available to us. <clears throat> Alrighty, oh boy, time just flies by, doesn't it? <laughs> time just flies by. All right. Well, thank you everybody for being here. Uh, so we are going into this time of the ancestors, and I encourage all of you to check out our light body essentials that we have going on Light body essentials is um working in three different tiers one it's um, learning tools techniques knowings on how to build a strong energy field a resilient energy body and regain gain command of your empathic gifts and then we have another fold of that where it's quantum activations, clearing out the energies, tilling the soil for these transmissions to come in and be welcomed by a fertile garden. And then we have a tracking, uh, tracking, energy tracking clinic where you get to experience tracking energy as a group. And it's really potent to track energy as a group because the more perspective you have to an energetic anything, the the more rounded perception you have of it. So we can step out of this paradigm of competing with our intuitive data sets or step out of the paradigm of struggling with confliction with energetic data sets and instead bringing our data sets forward in a way that creates a larger picture of what it is we're tracking into. It's a council. It's creating a council, the capacity to be in a council. So um, I encourage you guys to check that out. That is our light body essentials. And then of course, there's the dream time healing project, which is um, really, really potent. It's everything in essentials. And then we do dream time work on top of that. So I welcome you guys to check that out. Really step into if you're ready to really step into your capacity as a sacred dreamer. I encourage you to um, to come on board, check us out, connect with our community. It's an amazing community. We'll be starting to gather in person again more and more and more. We do sacred journeys to different mystical places and stuff like that. So it's a wonderful community to be connected into. And with that, I will give you my farewells. Thank you. You guys all have a blessed week. Uh, Definitely take time for yourself. And see how deeply you can step into allowing that your life to be that river flow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you guys next time.